We're learning Daf Hey. I mean, basically, we're beginning the last line of Hey Aleph. So we just had said the Drasha called Shamar Chaysev Zeichev Araya. A person estimates, evaluates carefully his steps, calculates his steps. Yizaycha to see the Yeshua of Hashem. So Biyana, I have Liyahu Talmud. Biyana, the Talmud, the Kol Yuma, have a Makshi that every day in the base manner he asks questions, difficult questions. And B'Shabbat the regular the Shabbos of the regular of Yamtiv, when everybody came, like the Yarche Kawa, everybody came. Actually, he was careful not to ask questions. Why didn't he ask questions? So the Mubarash explains, he asked questions when everybody's around, maybe he's not going to have an answer or be embarrassed. So that was, he read about him in the Pasuk, a person calculates his ways and decides, you know, today I can ask a question. Today it's not a good day to ask a question. So there's a beautiful marsha here. So now we said that you're Mitzayin a kever. What are you Mitzayin? You don't have to be mitzayin if it's only a kazayas mimes. You don't have to be mitzayin a bone the size of a barley. We'll see. Now, if it's buried under the ground, etzim kisayra, you don't have to be mitzayin. Any davar she'enu mitami, but not in anything that's not mitami bo. That's the idea here. Things that are not mitami bo, oh well, you do not have to be mitzayin. That's the ikrach shash. I will mitzayin him ala shadra. We are mitzayin a spinal column. Of a person or the skull, those things are matami boil. Also, al roiv binyan, al roiv minyan shlemes on most of the binyan of the binyan, the structure of the skeleton. Meaning to say, if you have large bones, enough of the bones make up most of the skeleton. That's matami boil. Or even if you have a small amount of bones, but they're tiny bones, like the bones of the hands and the feet, and together you have most of the skeleton. Let's say a hundred and 25 bones would be most of the 248 bones. So then you have to be mitzayin because it's mitami boel. Vein mitzayin im alavadaus. You're not mitzayin on vadai, meaning if everybody knows that there's a grave here, you don't need to make it see Everybody knows what it is. I will mitzayin im alavadaus, but you are mitzayin on sekos where people are not sure, or even if they know it's only a safik, and apparently when it's a safik, people are not careful, so we have to make a very specific tzion. People should stay away. Don't take risks. Ve'elin is fakos. And the following are the cases of fakos that we make at Zion. Schachais, uprais, uveisapras. We'll see in the Gemara later what these are. Schachais and uprais, uveisapras are considered fakos. We make at Zion there. Now, ve'elin amidin tibu makim tumah. You don't put the Zion right on top of the tumah. You put the Zion next to it, not on top. Shalai lahavzi des atars, because you don't want to ruin the tars. Meaning to say, if the Zion is right on top of the grave, on top of the tumah, so by the time the person realizes, that he just encountered the tzion, it's too late, he's already standing right on top of the tumma. We've got to put it next to it. Because the whole point is that the tumma should not be metame, the tahiris. If he's holding tahiris and he realizes that there's tumma here, when he's on top of it, the tahiris is already ruined. We also don't make the tzion too far away from the tumma. So we'll have to see this because we don't ruin Eretz Yisrael. We don't want to prevent people from using too much of Eretz Yisrael. So you put it just as close to the tzion as you can. Not preventing him from going anywhere where he could go, but also not allowing him to go on the tumah itself. Now we said that a kazais min we don't make it tzion because it's not matami bayil. Track of the gemara, a kazais min emes, ain't matami bayil. Is that true? A kazais is not matami bayil. Vatnan tanya that should say vatnan. It says in the mishnah in all of us, elu shem matami bayil. The following are matami bayil, and the first one is kazais min emes. It is matami bayil. So I'm Rav Papa. Hachav is kazais mitzum tzmaskin. We're talking about an exact kazais, not more. What's the difference? So, so, because eventually, it's going to become less. You know, it's going to dry out. A little bit's going to get eaten up, and you're going to be left with less than a kazayas. As soon as it's less than a kazayas, it's not metame, but oh, so what? 
if we make it seal, we're not taking this yen away. The yen is going to be here forever. So if we make it seal, and in a couple of weeks' time, a couple of months' time, there's no longer a kazayas here. So if anybody ever accidentally walks over this with taharis, he's going to be metami. It's going to be ruined. And it's unnecessary because Lamaisa by then it's already tar. Uh, so even though in the meantime, if you don't make it seal, so somebody might walk over and it might become tummy and he'll have to ruin, the tires will be ruined and he'll have to burn it. Apparently not necessarily that so common because right now, the Shining would say people know about it. People know, and it's only a question of this being forgotten in uh, in time. But anyway, what's the better alternative? So the Gemara says, the better alternative is better that if anything we should burn, Truma and Kachin becomes tummy for the for the hour, meaning for the short time, until there's no longer Kazayas. Better that, that we should have to burn if we make it Tzion, and then long time after there's no more Kazayas, we're still going to be burning Chuma. Now, how does it happen if we make a Tzion that we're going to ever burn Chuma? The whole point is, if there's a Tzion, no one's going to touch it. So Rashi says, the fire says, sometimes you walk over Belayla when it's dark and you can't see, and then the following day you'll realize, wow, I walked over there when I was carrying Chuma, and you have to burn the Chuma. Okay, then we said Vaila and Asekas, the following are the cases of Sveikas that needed Tzion. Schachis and Prize and a base of Pras. What are these three things? Schachis is an Elan Amezachal, it's a tree, the branches of which cover over the land, the branches stretch out, and it's like an OL, it's covering over. And you might have Tuma. Now, either Rashi says, and Tysus explains this, there is maybe a tree near the base of Kavaros. So there's an assumption if you see the base of Kavaros, they probably buried a body under the tree. That's an ideal place, a shady place, ideal place to bury. So it's automatically a suffix. Or, no, there's a tree, and you know that the tumma was buried under the tree, but the tree has many branches, and each one is separate from the other one with the space, and the tumma is only under one of them. We don't know which one, so they're all a suffix. And Pruis is the same case. Pruis is a It's big stones that stick out wildly from the walls, and again, there's tumma under one of them. Either we know that, we don't know which one, or it's in the basic cars, and we assume there might be tumma. So we have to make a tea in there that people should stay away from all of this. And then what's the case of Asaprask? It's not like it says in the Mishnah. What's the case of Asaprask? Asaprask literally means a place where there's pieces. A prask is a piece, a half, a piece of bones. Like it says in the Mishnah, when a person plows over a grave, they didn't realize there's a grave there, and they push it, plowed over the whole field. He now makes a Asaprask a place where you have to assume the suffix that there's pieces of bones. But Kamoos, and how much does he turn into a base of press? Maloyimana, the width of the plow, right, the furrow, Mayama, 100 amas. So he has to assume that the plow dragged bones, crushed it up into little pieces, and dragged it up to 100 amas down. And that whole area is a suffix. There might be a little bone. Now, again, if we're right, if we're making it siyun, apparently we're assuming that it's mitami ba'o, which means we're assuming that there's big pieces of bones, a shedder, right? Not just small pieces of a soda. In fact, the Gemara will be said, is a base of press, the Tami Bawel? Meaning, can I assume that all the bones there were crushed up? If anything moved from the spot of the kever, it's uh, it's less than a soda. Or even in the kever itself, it got reduced to less than, to the size of a soda. The size of a soda. Says, a person is allowed to blow, to fan the area in front of him, to blow away any tiny bones that might be there of a saura, and he can walk through. The pastor explains, it's not allowed. A base of is tamay. You're not allowed to go there. If you're reading Truma, you can't go there. 
But if a person needs to get to the base of Mikdash to bring his carbon Pesach, and the only way to get there is to go through the base of Pras, so the Rameiko, since if he doesn't bring the carbon Pesach, he's Chayef Karez. So they allowed him to walk through by carefully blowing or fanning the area in front of him to blow away any tiny bones. But apparently, the fact that he's walking through there, it doesn't make him automatically Tami Ba'ol. He's over, he's over the top of the, the, the area. That means he's only going to become Tami if he might touch a bone. And there's ways to avoid touching a bone or moving a bone. He said, the base of Pras was Nidesh was trotted upon. Now, there was a lot of people who walked there, so then we say it's also Tahar, because any tiny bones would have been pushed down under the ground, and then again, there's no longer a concern of you touching them or moving them. But apparently, there's no Tumas Oel, because these things wouldn't help if there would be Tumas Oel. So, Amrav Papa, so Papa says, oh, Kasha. It's not a Kasha. It's true what we just learned, that you can go through there by blowing, and you can go through there and if it's Nidash, you can go through there. But it's also to make it Tzion, because we're talking about different kinds of base of Pras. Kan, Where we said that you have to make it Tzion, that's a Sada, that you lost a Kever. The reason why it's a base of Pras is not because it was plowed over, it's Pashat because it was a graveyard and it was lost. We don't know where in this field is a Kever. We call that a base of Pras, and we have to make it Tzion. Kan, Here, the last one we learned is talking about a Sada where the grave was plowed over. When it's plowed over, then you no longer have to assume that there's a piece that's metami bob. Ah, the Gura says the Gura says asada and shenever bekever. A grave was lost here. Base of pras carly. That's called the base of pras. Meaning a base of pras is the chayyah where you plow over a grave. Who said that we call a base of pras an area where you've lost a grave? Or if the Gura said the other way around, so then that was the other one that wasn't pasha. But now the Mishnah says so. The Gura answers, yeah, it, it is. There are two kinds. Actually, there's three kinds of a base of pras. But then it says in the Mishnah, Shleisha base of pras, and there's three kinds. There's a sada shenavah b'kever, a sada where there was a kever and it's lost, a sada shenachish b'kever, they plowed it over, and a sada b'aychen, a third kind. What's a sada b'aychen? My sada b'aychen, literally a sada of criers. People cry. He said it's a sada shemaftirin b'meisim, it's a sada where they leave the meisim there. Meaning when they bring a meis from one place to another to be buried, so the people that brought him, excuse me, the relatives, the family, they brought him, and they meet there the Chavra Kedisha, and the Chavra Kedisha takes the body and buries it. So they go home. It's the place where they leave the mace. So what's the reason why it's considered a base of brass? The Gemara says, Because of Yush Bailem, because the Bailem, the family, the ones who brought it, are Miyayish, meaning they leave the body there. And so when they leave, so the Mephash explains, since they're leaving, other people are taking them over, so it could be that maybe a limb fell off of the body in the process and it gets forgotten there. Or it could be that they left the body and the other people didn't have time or interest to bury and the body just got buried there. Whatever the concern is, exactly what's buried there, but something, because that's the place where they transfer hands, something might end up being buried there to Suffolk, and we consider that area to be a base of press. But, okay. Now, we said, it doesn't need Sion. Is that true? Asada that they plowed over the grave, low boys, it doesn't need Sion. But tiny says in the right so much aside of it's again, it's if you come across a field and there's a tzil in there. So now if there's a tzil in there, what's the reason why there's a tzil in there? Venidua, you don't know Mativa, what's the nature of the say of the sada with the tzion? It could either be a sada shenevar bakever, and they made it tzion because of that, or it could be a sada shenachrash bakever, and that's what they made it tzion. That's really the question. You see that even if it's a sada shenachrash bakever, they would have made it tzion. And the Bryce explains, Yejbailanos, if you see trees planted there, you can know for sure that it was a sada that they plowed over a grave. How do you know? Bryce explains, you're not allowed to plant trees 
and a sada shenefer bakever. If you find trees planted, obviously it was a sada shenefer bakever. Ain we learn that there's no trees, so then be a duash shenefer bakever must be a place where they lost the grave. That's why they didn't plant trees. Tells that it must, it's probably talking about a case where they for sure would have planted trees if they could. So if they didn't plant trees, they must be they couldn't. Uh, they must have lost the kever. Alternatively, doesn't mean they know for sure it's a sada shavar, but it's a chashash sada shavar kever. And therefore, in other words, the brayzim is to say if there's trees, it's not matami ba'ol. If I need to bring a carbon pesach, I could walk through there by making wind. And if it's has no trees, then I have no head to. I have to assume that it's a sada shavar kever. Yehuda Oimer and Yehuda says, no, don't even rely on the cement of the trees. An old man who remembers why they made it to Talmud Chacham, who it's his job to know, and, and you can assume he would know. Because people are in Baki, exactly. When is it seen? What does it mean? And this fake is like Osisa. So you see here that even if it would be a Sadish Nechash by Kever, there might be a Tzion. Amra Papa Shabbat says, no, no, no. A Sadish Nechash by Kever does not need a Tzion. So what's the suffix here? Why don't you say that if it's a tzion, obviously it's a sada shenavaba. Because kitanya, what's the brayta talking about? Besada shavaba kever. It was a sada that they initially lost a kever. The tanya they were matayin it, right? In other words, many years ago there was a sada here, and there was a sada, and there was a body buried in there. And at some point in time they lost the location, and they didn't know where. That's called a sada shavaba kever, and they made a tzion. Now it's possible that sometime later it got plowed over. Ah, so did it ever get plowed over? And then the status changed or not. So if there is Yesh Bailanos, if there's trees, we have to do whatever. Obviously, at some point in time afterwards, it's plowed over and it's no longer a time. Well, there's no trees, we have to do a then you can assume that the was lost and it was never plowed over, and therefore it is a time.